Welcome to Abide in Truth with Pastor Mike Hughes, a radio outreach ministry of Calvary Chapel in Amid, Idaho. Join us as Pastor Mike leads us verse by verse through the Bible and shares with us the impacting truth of God's Word. Be sure to stay tuned until the close of our program to hear about some exciting news and special offers. We'll also tell you how you can obtain a full-length copy of this entire message. And don't forget, you can always catch up on Mike's teaching on our website at ccmit.org. We're currently going through the book of Luke in a series titled, The Uncommon Gospel. So grab your Bible, turn up the volume, and follow along with us. Here's Pastor Mike. Turn your Bibles to Luke chapter 12 this morning for a message titled, Paying the Price. Now, in those days of Isaiah and Ezekiel, they were to live by justice and, and righteousness as, as they patiently waited for the Messiah to come. It was promised all the way back in the Garden of Eden, you remember, that God said to the serpent, he says, I'm going to put enmity between you and the woman and between her seed and your seed, and that seed is going to crush your head. It's going to crush your authority. And all Adam, Adam and Eve were given was this promise that the seed would come to undo what the serpent had done. And so they believed by faith in that. We see in, in Genesis chapter 15, when God told Abraham, this is what I'm going to do for you. Through your seed, all the nations of the earth are going to be blessed. And I'm going to make you like the stars as a multitude. And I'm going to bless you. And I'm going to bless your seed. And it says that Abraham believed in God's promise of the Messiah. And it was accounted to him for righteousness. And that's where we get our righteousness. Our righteousness always comes for, because we have put our faith in God's Messiah. Now we look back on what Jesus has done, and he is the Messiah, and so we're saved by believing in him. But so, too, they looked forward to what, what God was going to do when he brought the Messiah who would crush the head of the serpent and take authority over the world, and that he would deal with the sins of mankind. And they looked forward by faith to him, and they were saved. And so it's always been the same. We're made righteous not because we're doing good or we're trying our hardest. We're made righteous because we placed our faith in Jesus Christ alone. And maybe you're, you're arguing with that. Well, you know, I know that there's a lot of good people, you know. There's a lot of good people in the LDS church. There's a lot of good people that are Jehovah's Witnesses. There are a lot of good people who are Muslims. There's a lot of good people who, and, and, and I'd agree with you. There's good people, sometimes nicer and sometimes more honest than some Christians I know. In all those places, and, and, and those are good people from a human standpoint, they are good people. And, and I would include the Jews in that. The Jews were really good people. They were, but this is what Paul would say about the Jews. In Romans chapter 10, verse 1 through 4, Paul would say, Brother, my heart's desire and prayer to God for Israel is that they might be saved. What, what does that mean, that they might be saved? What does that mean about them? That they're not saved. They are not saved. He's saying, my heart's desired prayer to God for Israel that they might be saved because they're not. But this is what he says. For I bear them witness that they have a zeal for God, but not according to knowledge. In other words, they're very zealous about God. They're very religious people. They're, they help the poor and they, they, they do good things. They live good lives and they even believe in God. But they're not saved. And this is why. Verse 3. For they being ignorant of God's righteousness and seeking to establish their own righteousness have not submitted to the righteousness of God. What is the righteousness of God? Well, I just told you, didn't I? Looking forward to the Messiah, looking back on the Messiah, believing in the Messiah. Notice what he says next, verse 4. For Christ is the end of the law for righteousness to everyone 
who believes. Jesus takes us out of the bondage of the law and he saves us by faith in him alone. And that's what makes us right before God. It's not because we do enough or we read our Bible every day or we have devotions every day. And I know sometimes as Christians, even we fall into that rut like, oh man, God must be mad at me. I used to have a grandmother, she's Catholic, and she used to always say, I'm going to hell. I didn't go to church this week, you know? And she's just very vocal about that. I don't know if she was serious or not. I hope she wasn't serious. I hope she realized that she could be justified by faith in Jesus Christ and not because she went to church every week and paid for masses and whatever else she always, always did. But that she actually knew Jesus. And she realized, Jesus has paid my debt and he's paid my pardon and there's nothing I can do to earn that. There's nothing I can do to make myself more saved. We don't come to church to maintain our salvation or to stay saved. We don't pray to maintain our salvation or to stay saved. We don't read our Bibles or, or say our devotions or do our devotions just so we can stay saved. I'm sure those things can make us pleasing to God, you know, as we do them by faith and we, we want to draw in relationship with God. Surely that pleases God, but it doesn't have any bearing on, on salvation any more than I'm more pleased with my son when he's out mowing the lawn than I am when he's in playing video games. I'm more pleased, but it doesn't make him less my son or less loved by me. It might make him earn some money or something, but not, you know. And so too it is with God. We don't earn things from God. We're his children, and he loves us, warts and all. And yet he's, he's well pleased with us sometimes, but we don't earn it. And so there, there's something that's important here. If you're a sinner and you haven't squared up with God, he's saying you need to do it. How do you do that? Well, you, you believe that God, that Jesus, God sent his only son, Jesus, who came as God in flesh to die upon the cross. As he lived a perfect human life, he died upon the cross for your sins, for my sins, as the scripture said. And then he was buried on the third day, according to scriptures, he rose from the grave and conquered sin and death. And, and anyone, the Bible tells us, anyone who puts their trust in him will not be put to shame. I love what Romans 8 says. I'm just going to read it to you because it's not on the slides. Romans 8, verse, or chapter 10, excuse me, Romans, cha- Romans 10, cha- verse 8, excuse me, says this, but what does it say? The word is near you, it's in your mouth and in your heart. What is, that is the word of faith, which we preach, that if we confess, that if you confess with your mouth the Lord Jesus and believe in your heart that God has raised him from the dead, you will be saved. For with the heart one believes unto righteousness, and with the mouth confession is made unto salvation. For the scripture says, whoever believes on him will not be put to shame. That's the good news. Jesus paid your full price. He's saying, come, let us reason together. Look, I've paid for your sin. Accept me as your Lord and Savior, and you will be clean. You'll be forgiven. And it's that simple. There's nothing we can do to earn that. But we as Christians, we do want to keep short accounts with God, too. Our salvation doesn't depend on our behavior, but it, someone else's might. I mean, look at your life, and they're like, man, I don't want to be a Christian if that's what it looks like. You know, we don't want to be that guy. And so just to give you a brief part of this, in Ephesians chapter 4, there's a larger section that kind of deals with the same type of thing as he goes through here, but I'm just going to read you the last part of it. I thought it was good. He, he says this to the Christians. This is, what, this is Paul's advice to the Christians. He says, let no, no corrupt word proceed out of your mouth. 
but what is good for necessary edification that it may impart grace to the hearers. And do not grieve the Spirit of God by whom you were sealed for the day of redemption. Let all bitterness, wrath, anger, clamor, and evil speaking be put away from you with all malice, and be kind to one another, tender-hearted, forgiving one another, even as God in Christ forgave you. This is how we're to be towards the world and towards one another. We're to be the light of the world. And we want to pass our light to those who are lost. That fire, we want to give that to them so that they might be saved. You know, one of the occupational hazards of being a pastor is that I'm surrounded by Christians, so I don't get to share the gospel as much with people as I used to be when I worked out in a secular job. Because, I mean, we're always... We're always in the ministry, right? Whether we're working for the church or whether we're working for, you know, someone else. And I used to sit down with people, you know, across the way or working next to them or whatever, and I would share the gospel with them whenever it was appropriate. I didn't do it breaking company policy, but I talked to people about the Lord. And on a couple occasions, I had some really frustrating times. I I mean, there were times when I talked to people about the Lord, and they were like, oh, that sounds good. You know, yeah, I like what you're saying. I'll I'll think about it. And then other people would say, I want to receive Jesus. And so I got to lead a couple people to the Lord not real great at it. It's not my gifting, but I do the work of an evangelist. But then there was two that were really frustrating. One lady was uh, taking a biology fellowship with BSU, and she said, you know, you've convinced me. I, I believe everything you're saying, but I can't be taken seriously as a biologist if I become a Christian. I'm like, oh. like that's bringing them all the way to the end and getting nowhere. And then another guy, he was living with his girlfriend, and he's like, you know what? This is the way I want to live, and I know that it's not right, but I'm not going to change that. And he says, if you were a salesman selling me something, and you, you, know, you, were, you, you said the things you said about Jesus, and he says, I would buy anything you had to sell. He says, you've completely convinced me, but I'm not willing to change. And that's the way people are sometimes. I don't want to give up what I have now for Jesus, and I'm worried about what people might say. Wow, I don't want to pay the price now. But what's the cost? Verse 39, or 59. I tell you, you shall not depart from there. He said prison, right? Till you have paid the very last might. All of us are going to pay a price. We're going to pay a price for being a Christian, which is, is costly sometimes. It may cost you your life. Or we can kick the can down the road and say, I'd rather face God Almighty than face my friends or be thought of as someone that's not cool or not want to be accepted by my peers, or to be hated by my family. Not a good choice. Eternity's on the line, guys. Thanks again for listening to Abide in Truth with Pastor Mike Hughes. If you would like a copy of today's sermon in its entirety, call us at 208-365-0991 or send us a text at 208-991-2756. Be sure to mention today's date. You can also listen to Pastor Mike's latest message on our website at ccemmett.org. And don't forget to search for Calvary Chapel Emmett on iTunes and YouTube. Remember to hit subscribe when you're there. Thanks again for listening, and remember, always abide in truth. Until next time, God bless. Abide in Truth is a radio outreach ministry of Calvary Chapel in Emmett, Idaho.
Calvary Chapel of Emmett would like to invite you to watch our services live on Facebook. You can watch us every Sunday morning at 8.30 or 10.30. Just go to our page, Calvary Chapel of Emmett, and scroll down for the live service. It is an interactive experience. While on our page, feel free to watch previous Sundays as well. So join Calvary Chapel Emmett Sunday morning at 8.30 or 10.30 on Facebook. We look forward to seeing you. Calvary Chapel of Emmett would like to offer you a free gift for joining us today. Right Now Media. Right Now Media has been called the Netflix of Christian Bible studies. With over 30,000 Bible studies and discipleship videos, there's even tons of Christian cartoons for the kids. To get your free account to Right Now Media, just visit our website at ccemmett.org forward slash right now. That's ccemmett.org forward slash right now. And God bless you.